Welcome, everyone. Episode 356 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Go ahead, Should Corey. I say, I'm, I say I'm Corey? Do I still yeah, do that? All course. right. I'm Corey. You're part of the original cast. You're grandfathered in. There you go. I like so, that. To, to be honest, I couldn't remember if Corey went before or after me. I couldn't I don't, remember either. I don't remember the order either, to be honest with you. It's been so long. Uh, but oh, yeah, wow. Corey is joining us. We are going to be talking about Frostpunk. I know Corey played a ton of Frostpunk, including one very late night, right? At least one very late night. Okay. Uh, I played a fair amount of Frostpunk myself, so that's going to be our main segment for the day. Uh, anything anyone wants to tease for later on the episode? Um, I also played a good amount of Into the Breach, uh-huh. and oh, Steam World Heist. I played some Steam World Heist. Heist. That's on my list of games that I'm going to play pretty soon here, so I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm still cranking away at Nino Kuni Two. Mm-hmm. That's a long one, right? Yeah, I think I'm almost forty hours in, or something like that. So nice. What about you, Will? Anything to tease? Uh, to be honest, no. Once I got back from Florida, I realized how little I was ready for my last week and a half of school. So I've just been going crazy with school. Gotcha. Finish strong, you know. Oh, I will not be finishing strong, but that's all right. <laughs> I will be passing, and that's all that I care about. Yeah, you're going to be limping into the finals? Well, real quick, hear this. I, Because I have an internship next week, I have to finish everything this week. So starting on Tuesday, I had a chemistry quiz. On Wednesday, I had a chemistry test. Today was my math final, but I had to get that pushed. And tomorrow, I have a chemistry quiz, lab due, and then a final. So it's pretty much humanly impossible to study for all this. So I moved my math test to next week. And I'm just going to take it the last day, like late into the day. Nice. So I've just been so far behind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for, as for me, for teasing later on in the episode, I'm going to be talking more Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. I will also be talking about a little mobile game. Uh, only talking about it because I guess to make people aware that it even exists. Dragon Ball Legends. Ooh. You guys familiar with Dragon Ball Legends at all? Is this no. an app? It's a yeah. It's a mobile game. It's so it's- on. It just released on Android. It's coming to iOS soon. So okay. I played it for like five minutes tops, but it must have been the best five minutes of your life. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make people aware of its existence more than anything. I can't really, you know, get a good handle on what it even is, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'll talk a little bit about that later on. So. All right. Uh, so the main segment, Frostpunk. So Frostpunk is, I guess, the world's first uh, survival city builder, right? There's not another. There's no other survival city builders that I'm aware of. They may exist. What do you think? Sim mm, City, Fortress, Sim Fortress, Dwarf Fortress, Rimworld. Those aren't survival games, though, are they? It doesn't Rim matter. Is. That I think that's what they said in their on their little blurb on Steam. Um, oh, it's a sur- society survival game. That's what they called it. It's developed and published by Eleven Bit Studios. Uh, and it's basically you you have a, a small group of survivors uh, and you ca- you have to kind of build your city around this uh, steam generator. That's kind of the central hub of of the world. Uh, and, and you go from there. Corey, I'm going to start with you because you played the most of this. Uh, what are your thoughts on Frostpunk? So. Um, 
it's it's hard for me to say whether I really liked it or just thought it was good because I'm not really sure. Um, it's definitely addicting. Yeah. And I spend at least one night where it was just like, okay, I just want to finish this scenario. And it ended up being like 3.30 in the morning and I had to work the next day and I paid for it. Um, which is something I like in games. I like that that feeling where you don't want to stop. Yeah. Um, and that's actually something I struggle with because I can't tell if I'm just addicted to what I'm doing or if I'm actually enjoying it. Um, and, and Frostpunk is definitely guilty of that. And the other, the other main point I'll say about Frostpunk is I really loved this war of mine. Uh-huh. Um, I think at one point I, on this show, I called it the greatest war video game ever made. Yeah. Um, yeah same developer. So yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I should have said that, but, um, I will say that a lot of the decisions and the quote unquote tragedies going on around you aren't as impactful in Frostpunk as they are in this war of mine. And I think it loses a little bit of the personal aspect of this war of mine. There's definitely a degree of separation more so than this war of mine because I think it's because you're overseeing. I mean, you start with 100 people and they slowly uh, have problems, but, you know, you don't really at least I didn't in my experience with it get to know people on an individual more individual level. It was just kind of a name. And like, yeah, they have a portrait and stuff and and wishes and desires. But I, I didn't get to the point where I micromanaged that enough. Uh, to have it be impactful when, you know, just when your people are as a group are like freezing or whatever, or suffering from frostbite or, or sick. Yeah. You know, you want you want to help them out. But, yeah, there's not that personal touch that that's in this war of mine. Definitely. The only time I paid attention to the actual names and who was doing what was when I built the public house, which is where your characters can go to drink to lower discontent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kept a mental tally of who was frequenting the public house. Yeah, I just because just because I thought it was funny, it served no purpose. But right, um, it's just at my own entertainment. Yeah, to keep keep tabs on the lushes in there. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So it's it's a it's a city building game. It's a you know resource management, all that stuff. Uh, to me, the most important resource is coal. So coal is what keeps your your generator, your steam generator going. Uh, that's what provides the warmth for your civilization. Uh, and then you kind of build in a circle outward from there. Uh, so one thing you have to make, you have to keep tabs on is is obviously the temperature. It's very cold. So uh, I, te- I I don't know about you, Cor, but I tended to try to put my living quarters course closer to the the core of the thing. Yeah. Um, just to keep when people are sleeping. If if the temperature is low, they're more likely to get sick. Uh, so I tried to tried to keep keep the the living quarters as close to that as I could. Uh, but you know, once that runs out, then everyone gets cold and hope drops, and then like your hot house doesn't work. Uh, so that was that was kind of my my thing. And even though that was kind of my focus and and gathering coal, I still it still stalled out on me twice because I ran mm. out of coal. Yeah, uh, from mismanaging my resources and stuff. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite good. I, I, I found myself to be loving this game. Um, the, I don't know the, the, it's really nicely presented. Uh, it, it, everything is like kind of right there. I don't know what you thought about the UI, Corey, but it's, 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 it's very simple, very easy to read, uh, but you could tell there's definitely some strategic depth to the game. 
Um, I, I don't know. I, did you, how far did you get? Did you beat the first scenario? I did not beat the first scenario. I've probably put about four hours into it. Okay. Um, I'm in, I'm, I'm deep into the London Londoners, mm-hmm. uh, threatening to leave my civilization thing right, right now. And I'm not having a good time with that. Okay. Um, they would. <laughs> so my, my thoughts were very similar to yours at, at the point you're in, uh, in the game, but the more I played it, the more shallow I thought it was. So I'll be curious to see if, if you feel the same way once you play a little bit more. Um, and, and I'm only saying that because after I beat the first scenario and went into the second scenario, um, I kept the same normal difficulty and everything. And it was just really easy. Uh-huh. It just became like the ending part was the only challenge uh, challenging part of the game, and that was pretty much just a race against time. Uh, and you kind of like it is in the first. I don't know if you got to that point in the first scenario. It's without spoiling anything. It's just uh-huh. time becomes a major factor, um, and that was the case in the second one as well. And you kind of know going into that final challenge whether you're going to be successful or not. Um, and I had no difficulty managing. So there's two status bars you have to manage your. Uh, civilization is the wrong word your society i guess your society's discontent bar and their hope bar mm-hmm. um and i had no issue keeping hope way up and discontent way down in both scenarios i did like my first couple games just because i didn't know what i was doing yeah uh, but once i kind of figured out what i was doing it was very easy to to manage those bars and keep my people from getting sick um it was more of a matter of just being anal about constantly building Okay. Uh, I don't really like in in strategy games. Um, it's just it's one of those things where it's like I've talked. I think I what game did I talk about it in? I know I talked about it in Banish, which Reefer has already mentioned in our Twitch chat. But um, what was that one like pixel game that I played that was a sim, Kingdoms and Castles or something like that? I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like. If you want to expand, you have to take into account all these other things in order to expand. And that's the the loop, the gameplay loop, uh-huh. um, which I'm not crazy about because I didn't feel like there was enough random things going on to throw you curveballs um, in order to challenge you on how you want to respond. Um, right. It was just very, very straightforward. And even in second playthroughs of the first scenario... Um, very little difference in in what happens Uh and i think one of my favorite parts of the game is the exploration part so you can build this thing in your your society called the beacon and it's this big like hot air balloon that floats up and sends a signal out to people in in your area and you can then uh, create scouts at that beacon and send scouts out into the wasteland um is the wasteland the right term yeah, frozen, frozen tundra. Frozen tundra, yeah, uh, which is actually pretty cool because you're finding stuff and um, bringing stuff back and finding new people for your civilization. Uh, but even that isn't randomized; it's the same. Oh, is it really? Um, sometimes the result is different. So there's one where I had to. I forget exactly what I had to do, but it, it just seemed like it was one of those things where it was like 50, 50, either succeed or you don't. And that's not all that interesting to me. Right. Uh, and even in the random things that happen in your civilization that pop up and you get to make decisions, they're very much the same every time. And um, the, de- the decision you make, I did notice only one instance where I made the same decision and it was a different outcome, but it was a very uninteresting, different outcome. Uh-huh. Um, 
all that said, it is a very like you said, Dan. It is a it is a very well crafted game. I just wish there was a little bit more more variety, more variety, more randomness going on. And I felt the yeah. same way about the second scenario. Um, I played through it a couple times. I did end up beating that one, although not with the best result. Uh, kind of a halfway good job result okay. in that one. Yeah, see, I'm I I haven't played as much as you. I'm still in the I'm I'm on my, on my first playthrough. I haven't haven't quite completed it yet. Uh, I'm still very much in the I can't get comfortable phase of the game. Mm. Um, you know, just when I start to get things settled, where I'm like, okay, my my discontent is dropping, my hope is rising. That's when I got a huge temperature temperature decrease, and it was minus sixty, I think. Uh, for four or five days and I didn't have food. I was running out of things. The Londoners were significantly growing at that point. Uh, I just got out of that thing and I'm just trying to recover and, you know, rebuild my, cause I, I tried to, you know, over overclock the generator, which makes it run hotter and, and keep people at least kind of warm. Um, yeah, I just, just got, got through that part. So, um, yeah, I haven't, haven't been able to get myself comfortable and it's, for me, when I feel like I'm starting to get comfortable, uh, they throw something else at me that 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 disrupts my. But I think once you learn those tricks and how to get through them or how to see them coming or prepare for them, I think yeah. you're right. I think that that it's less of a surprise and you can weather that weather that storm a little easier. Literally <laughs> and figuratively, yeah, <laughs> definitely, so. definitely. Um, and another part too that I wish there was more variety was is the the I forget what it's called, but the book of laws or the adaptation. I forget exactly what that screen says on it, but yeah, uh, it's basically at um, like Civ has their cultural, not a tech tree because there is a tech tree. That's a different thing, but they have like cultural uh, options that you can make decisions. Um, and those, there's not very many of them. There's not even a dozen, I don't think. And they're not, they're the same every game. Uh, and it's like it's just one of those things where you can decide you want to do it or not. And if you don't do it, then you just lose a little bit of hope or dis- discontent grows. Uh, or if you do do it, it challenges you and you can gain a little bit of hope. But in the grand scheme of things, it didn't really make too much of a difference. Any of those things for me. I mean, there's I don't know. It's almost easier in my eyes to just not do any of them so events will happen one like the first time one of your characters loses a limb um, yeah you can choose there's two options it's like sustain life or radical treatment or something like that and if you choose radical treatment or no it's before it's when they're gravely ill if you choose radical treatment then they'll start doing amputations um or if you do the sustain life option then it will take your guys who are gravely ill and they'll take up a spot in the med center, but you can never heal them. Or if you amputate them, they can't work, but at least they're not taking up a spot in the med center. But to me, like those, those decisions didn't make enough of a difference in the grand scheme of things for it to be interesting or really have to think too hard about it because it didn't really matter. Yeah. They, they have a care center for those people, but I don't, like I never really missed them being gone. I, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I felt it in my resource collection, but yeah, like there, it wasn't significant enough. Like you're constantly moving people around anyway, mm-hmm. so I just never felt like they they were missing. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I feel like it's a it's a good shell of a game. I just wish there was, as, as I said, more more variety. Yeah. Um. 
I don't know. I don't have much more to say. Do did you pr- did you prefer order or faith? I did faith. Okay. Yeah, I did order my fir- my in my first first game thus far. So I'm building like Orwellian guard towers everywhere in my It's it's helped quite a bit and some people are appreciative of the of the guards and there was even I even got a little mini event where where some of my citizens were bringing them soup when they were out on patrol when it was really really cold. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. I wonder too if uh the the faith or order option is just a reskinning and they're just the same just in one case they're peacekeepers in the other case they're you know whatever police force or something in your in your situation i don't know i didn't try that one so right i'd be curious to to know if there's actually any difference there because that would at least be something a little bit different but yeah i don't know yeah maybe my when i do the second scenario i'll try i'll go the faith route instead of the order route yeah yeah um graphically it looks really good uh i really like the sound design it's very mm-hmm. good it's you know there's the obviously the weather sounds but then you know as you zoom into the city you can hear people chattering or occasionally people will be yelling something i've heard screams of profanity uh from people having arguments and stuff it's really <laughs> really well done i didn't catch um, any of that yeah it's good stuff um it is it is a charming game yeah yeah i'm really really digging it so far uh you know i tend to play games for a little while and then move on so it's nothing i'm going to stick with but that's that's not saying much because i don't really stick with anything so um but yeah it's it's what was it 25 30 dollars will i can't even remember yeah i think i want to say 30 is what it is so that sounds about right yeah it was 30 it was 30 because i remember it being kind of a lot definitely worth its price yeah absolutely and i think i I I don't know what it had on uh, the review sites. I want to say like 80. It was getting, yeah, eights, eight and a half. That's stuff about like that. right in my eyes. Yeah, I absolutely. Can, I, can, I can tell you one sec. From our favorite uh, aggregate website, uh, Open Critic. Open Critic. Frostpunk had an 85. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's about right. Uh, so, what, Corey, briefly explain what are the other scenarios like? I mean, obviously, it's not just building up your... The first one's just building a city to survival, right? I mean... Yes. The second scenario... I didn't do the third one, but the second one is called the Arcs or something like that. And there's four Arcs that are full of seedlings that you have to preserve until after the the bad snow, the bad blizzard, the coldness. Uh Um. So you just have to make sure that they stay warm. stay warm. But the general, the temperature is a lot colder in general in the in that scenario than it is in the first one. Okay. Um. And there became it was it was kind of interesting because there came a point. This is a mild spoiler, but there was another civilization that I was trying to help. Um, so you're kind of balancing the needs of your own society and those arcs with this other society. Um, and wondering like, is there going to be a payout if I help these people? I don't, right. I don't know. Is it worth it? I don't know. Um, that was probably the most interesting, like moral decision because there was a lot of that in, in this war of mine. Yeah. Um, but in the, I don't know, in this war of mine, it just felt more organic that it wasn't like a prompt that said, do you want to do this or do you want to do that? It was more of like, 
you just seeing the needs of your characters and then you know giving a character more food because you think it'll help them yeah um, i don't know well as i said and you know in this one there's distance from from the effects of that right so okay I, that's all i that's all i want to talk about frostpunk i'll definitely be playing it more i i actually wanted to try to finish this this scenario before we did did the episode but uh you know time so guess why i never ended up playing it what's that because you ran out of time no i actually didn't know that this game was scenarios only there's no free play oh which not gonna lie really disappointed me so i probably won't play it until there is a free play if there ever will be yeah as the game is right now i don't think there could be a free play it's kind of got to be somewhat focused. It would be very boring. There'd be, I mean, I don't know. There'd be nothing. There'd be no challenge. I mean, I feel like I, the first, the first scenario is, is kind of that until you dig up the story, right? Well, look at it like this, like this war of mine was pretty much just trying to survive and get yeah. a working, like, why can't that this have it? Like, I mean, look at a game like SimCity or something like that, or city, like city skylines. Like there's no focus to that. Just build. Well, the, I mean, there, there are scenarios and stuff in those games. I mean, yeah, but you also can just play free build and just screw around and like but try I, to build a civilization. I guess what I'm saying, like in, in Sim city, there's enough variety and different things and different goals that you can do on your own to have fun with the game. I don't feel there's none of that. I don't think Dan yeah. in your experience in, in Frostpunk. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a little more focused because it kind of, you know, the, the, the idea is survival. Yeah. So, I mean, they could, I guess they could gradually lower the temperature, but I mean, that would, if you knew that was what free play was, it would be very easy to combat that. Okay. I don't know. Got you. Yeah. See, I'm I'm not exactly sure how the mechanics play because I haven't played it, but I just figured that this was more. Uh, there was more city building to it than there actually seems to be. It's not really like everything you do is just a response to something else. Yeah, I don't know. You're you're pretty much going around trying to put out fires. Yeah. Okay. In a good way for me, as I said, I I've thoroughly enjoyed Frostpunk thus far. So, uh, any other thoughts on Frostpunk before we move on? No. No. Corey, you wanted to talk about some of the other stuff you've played? Uh, yeah, because I can't. Before, before you peace out. Uh, stick around for the whole the whole show. Um, you want to talk about Into the Breach? Yeah. So I loved Into the Breach. Yeah. Did you end up beating it? I did. Um, okay, so... My, uh, I'm at the point now with Into the Breach that I'm wondering if I'm doing something wrong. Because uh-huh. um, I haven't beaten it. I haven't had any really good runs either. There was one run where I made it to the final island. Okay. Uh, or did the the challenge or something. like I forget what it's called. The final challenge. And then lost in the second part of it where you have mm-hmm. to protect a bomb. Yep. Um, but I'm still using the standard squad, the starting yeah. squad. I've only unlocked one other one, and I was just terrible with it. So I immediately went back to the the standard squad. Um, I don't know. I, I just wonder, am I doing something wrong? Am I just not very good at it? I think, I mean, part of it is, because it's it's random, like part of it is the the pilots that you get. I think that's really important. I had one pilot 
that I carried through a couple different because you could like the way my game ended, I could choose to save someone to transfer into the next game. So I had that person for a little while. So they were fully leveled up uh, and they had ability. I don't remember what they were at this point, but they had abilities that were extraordinarily useful. Mm. Uh, And I just, I got two other pilots that were extraordinarily useful. And I just had like a, I had a magical run where I couldn't be stopped. Right. You know, I feel like it was more luck than anything just Mm -hmm. because of the, 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 the pilots that I had. Okay, maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe I just gotten really unlucky so far. I have not done any because that that was after I did my my run where I was successful. I I unlocked the uh, the second second group of tanks. I haven't or uh, Max and I haven't used that yet. So uh, yeah, I'm waiting for the right time to jump back into it. Okay, I really like it. Um, yeah, it's that it has a perfect balance of strategy and action and fun. Like I like how the grid is so small and contained um, that it's randomized and there's a ton of strategy that goes into such a small game. Really? I mean, it's, it's very tight, very tight game. I was very, very impressed with into the breach Uh, ultra wide supported too, which, you know, it, it, it's a pixel game. Like it's not, but it's just nice to have it fill up my entire screen and not be stretched. You know, that's cool. Yeah, made it look really nice. Yeah, that is cool. Um, yeah, I don't know, really know what else I have to say about it. I, I do. I'm having a good time with it. It's just challenging, and I feel like I'm doing all the strategy things. You know, like pushing guys in front of other guys and using different tools, and um, I just, I, I don't know. What's the like? How often, I, I don't know, I'm, I feel like I'm missing a resource or something. I don't know, I just, every game is so similar, um, like my characters and stuff like that, but I always see all these weapons and things like that, but I never feel like I have enough of the cores to actually use them. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, when you pick the scenarios that you're going to be fighting in, you try to look for stuff that you might need. That was once when, that was when I kind of clicked with my thing, so... Uh, you know, on the on the region of the map, it'll have uh, whatever, what, whatever the you know the things may Stars be. Stars or the lightning yeah, bolts yeah, yeah, or, yeah. For, for for stuff that you need, and I just started picking the stuff that would that would help help my party. Yeah, uh, you know, went from there. Well, I also tried good. to pick battles that would be, I thought would be easier if I could. Okay. But I, I still say it was mostly luck that when I the the one that I won. I don't even remember. I I feel like the 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 ability was that that I couldn't get trapped in one spot, and uh. that was that was my one that would move close and and punch people. And I feel like that's why I was able to easily more easily win because I never got I never got locked down. And like Dude, she had handy. like plus plus one mobility too, maybe or something like that. Uh, or maybe I increased the mobility so she would just dance around the whole map and and punch everyone. It was great. I even like if you do all the islands before you do the final battle. I I just feel like there's so much. Your your guys can be powered up so much, but there's just not enough cores to do it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's another one where you're 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 struggling to maintain resources and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's a balancing act. You try not to lose too much power because that's you know that's you run out of power and the and game's over. So sometimes you have to sacrifice a building to not take a hit or not get one of your pilots killed. Yeah, you or vice careful. versa, take a hit in order to prevent a yep building or something. Yep. Okay, I I do I like it a lot. It's very very addictive and fun and. Uh-huh. Hits all the points for me. I just I feel like I'm doing. Maybe I should just lower it to easy and unlock some of the other yeah build outs more advanced stuff. Yeah. Okay. Steamworld Heist. Oh, so I didn't play too much of it, but I just wanted to share my adoration for the game because oh. I played maybe an hour and a half one night or something like that, and I was like, how am I? I've heard that it's a good game, but I'm like, how am I just now like getting to this and actually playing it? Because I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And I don't know. I think they used the engine from the first steam world game and just created this awesome heist game. Essentially is what it is. Your steampunk space heist game. Yeah. With robots. It's awesome. It's uh, stylistically. It's very cool. I I like the, the setup, the, the backstory, uh, the concept, the gameplay, all of it. It's its really fun. It's a mix of uh, of active and, and turn-based yeah. combat. Um, there is skill-based aiming, at least yeah. kind of. Yeah, that's, just yeah cool. that's kind of what I mean. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just hits all the, hits all the, the marks for me. I, I don't have anything to complain about. Granted, I haven't played it too much, but it's a really awesome game. And it makes me need feel like I need to play SteamWorld Dig 2. Yep, SteamWorld Dig 2 is quite good. Uh, I've been debating whether or not I want to get SteamWorld Heist on the Switch. I have it on PC already, but I'm mm-hmm. just more likely to play something like that on Switch. So, Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, do you want to stick around for a little bit longer, Corey? Or you want to peace out? What's your... What's your um, I'll stick for a little bit longer. Did you guys play any more Nino Kuni 2? Is there any need to talk about that more? No? I ha- You okay. can talk about it, absolutely. I have not played more, but eh, my thoughts probably haven't really changed since the last time. But okay. more problems definitely are, are starting to surface. Yeah, like the the combat, the uh, the the strategy combat. I forget what that's called. Um, that I don't know. I have zero interest in that. It's not fun for me at all anymore. Okay. Um, I think it's because it's so detached from the game like there's so little to be gained from it it just seems kind of pointless i guess but um that i guess is the biggest thing i wanted to talk about but that's still i mean if you're still looking for a a a lengthy stylized rpg that's a good one yeah we don't get too many of those anymore no we do not so all right excellent will nibble bits Ooh, perfect. I got some got some big ones, Dan. First one, post-apocalyptic sequel, Metro Exodus, delayed into 2019. I was actually not surprised by this. No, because we haven't seen anything from it since the E3 reveal last year, right? Yeah, other than that, like we've gotten really, really nothing from it. So uh, Q1 next year, apparently. So looking forward to that. Um, yeah. I'm never too upset when games get delayed, though, because usually for the better. I I used to get frustrated by it, but then yeah, what you know, usually, generally speaking, if it, a delay is necessary, you know, exactly. But the biggest rumor of them all this week 
are the rumors surrounding the new Pokemon game for the Switch. So, yeah, there's a lot here, and I know I probably will have missed stuff, but Nintendo trademark uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee um, from the same domain place that they registered Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, and recently, I guess Nintendo on their website has put, or the Pokemon website has put Pikachu and Eevee together on there, and... Uh, like the Build-A-Bear warehouse that they shipped Pikachu and Eevee stuff there to be able for like kids to make their own Eevee and Pikachu. So there is a lot more than just like, oh, like I heard from so-and-so that, you know, they're working on this. Like, you know, like there's there's more credence to a lot of these rumors. Huh. Um, and on 4chan, which take it for what you, you want, um, they're... Rumors going around that these are a remake of kind of like Pokemon Yellow for the Switch. There's going to be two versions, the Pikachu and Eevee one. Um, it's going to take place in the Kanto region, but in a different time. Um, there's going to be apparently Pokemon from the newer generations of games, but kind of like how they have the Alolan versions of the Kanto Pokemon and Sun and Moon, they're going to have their own variants, so they're not going to be the same typing and stuff like that. Um, and the biggest thing on there was that Pokemon Go will be implemented uh you will be catching pokemon like you do in pokemon go um so that kind of like raised a lot of red flags to people because people don't want their mainline pokemon game to have anything pokemon go in it yeah Mm. uh but because of the rumors are being so vague as they are like nobody really knows what that means they don't know if you know while you're walking on the overworld map if a pokemon just pops up and it's not random battles anymore like you actively go out and search the pokemon that you want to battle with instead of just like oh here's a random battle um nobody really knows like what's going on with it other than that there's been rumors that there's like more of a post-apocalyptic kanto region um yeah there's so there's a lot of rumors going on with it and apparently it's supposed to get announced before the end of this month really yeah for a release like date be- this before year. e3 yeah and a release date for this year um is the other thing um, here, I can read it. Uh, so, real leaks, let's go. Uh, re- yellow remakes for the Switch, two versions, Pikachu and Eevee. Red and blue play a role in the story, and your rival are new trainers. Uh, Pokemon that follow you returns. HMs are still replaced with the Poker Rides from Alola. Online mode has a hub for players. Pokemon Go integration. Catching Pokemon works like in Go. Rewards in-game for Pokemon Go for linking the two together. Um, there's going to be new accessories and announcement soon, and it's releasing this year. Um, there's another thing. I found it in the Kotaku comments where people said there was more to the person who said all that. I had Kotaku's not loading for me right now because the site sucks, so <laughs> I can't get all that for you. Don't but, blame Kotaku. Blame spe- Spectrum Internet. Well, whenever for like I click the show more comments, and like oh, it just makes, won't load. And like I go to the Destructoid article, and it, everything loads, so... I don't know what the deal is. But yeah, there's a lot going around with that. So honestly, like with everything that I'm seeing, I don't have no idea what to expect. Um, I don't know if they're doing this as like a main like a game to just kind of push out for Switch while they're working on the new gen. I don't really know. Yeah, the the Pokemon Go connection angle is interesting. Yeah. Because I mean I feel like they if they they could make that cool, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but they could also make it suck really bad. So, I I am worried that because of the success of Pokemon Go, 
the mainline Pokemon games become more like that. Uh-huh. And I don't want... Really, all they need to do is make a pretty Pokemon game, and everybody would be happy. You know, it would review yeah, well. A That's more traditional Pokemon game. Yeah, with, like... With nice graph, nice full-on modern-day RPG graphics. Exactly, and if they do that, everybody would be happy. Um, so I hope they don't try to go too off the wall, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I don't... I. I think this has potential to be really cool, but I also could see it really depends on how they do the Pokemon go integration. I think if what people are what the one post that I read was true, like it was not like you need GPS and stuff like that. It's just like you, they pop up on the overworld map and that's like how you battle them. Like, like that would be fine with me. And you can either like, you can catch them by swiping a Pokeball. You can just do it normally, like however you want. Like that would be cool. I'd be okay with that. But um, I think it can't go too much that way. Right. Tito in the chat says he's worried there will never be a full-fledged RPG Pokemon game. I would actually be a little disappointed if they did the Sun and Moon style graphics and just put it on the Switch because that's not... That's the, the, that's hamstringing the potential of the Switch, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, they, they're capable of making something nicer looking. Yeah, he said he's tired of the format that's been out for over a decade. I yeah, I agree with that. I want, I want a full on Pokemon game, like an actual cool Pokemon game. Yeah, I want to see Pokemon running around in the environment. Yeah, like that would be really cool. And that you chase them down and catch them that way. And Beardless says it's a Pokemon game, but you need the motorcycle Labo to use the bike. <laughs> that would be that would actually be kind of cool. Yeah, like, if that was, like, optional stuff, like, yeah, I, I would be for that. That'd be neat, cool. Yeah, neat little mini games that if you have those peripherals, you can you can use them mm-hmm. in the game. That would actually be kind of neat. But I'm going to be honest. I need this to be announced soon because I the speculation, every day it's been, new like, new stuff. Like, people are, like, either, A, leaking yeah. things or I've saying been, it's leaked. You don't have no I, idea. I've been avoiding the Nintendo Switch subreddit for that very reason. I'm like, I, I don't need to see any more leak posts it's it's getting ridiculous so yeah I, to me that kind of says we're getting close to something. yeah well right? i mean e3 is three weeks away four weeks away yeah it's not far so i do know cool. like the artists for the original pokemon games have been like tweeting out pictures of original design concepts for pokemon that they had and like some of the cut ones uh-huh. and like that kind of goes with the theme of this being a Kanto game with newer Pokemon with different evolution lines and stuff like that was one of the things that was in the rumors is that some of the traditional Pokemon are going to have different evolution lines. Um, kind of show you like this game takes place so far into the future. Like the Pokemon have like kind of by like evolution, like kind of changed how they were becoming. So it's all stuff like that. So like, I don't know that kind of ties in with the designers, like tweeting out like pictures of the designs that they had originally for the original red and blue and, and green and all that. So who knows? It's uh, it's getting pretty crazy though. A lot of people have been like really speculating a ton. It's been driving me crazy. I've got it. Pokemon yellow advanced warfare with a battle Royale with a ba- It's got to have a battle Royale mode. It Absolutely. Oh, God. I actually read... Um, I don't know if this was another rumor. I shouldn't give credence to these rumors because they could just be fake, but it's there's fine. actually... Talk about. Well, there's actually a Fallout 3 remake 
coming to like Nintendo and all the new consoles or like the remaster, whatever. But Fortnite is also coming to the Switch, so. Right. Yeah. That, so I, that's going to be playing that. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen at some point. I, yeah. I can. I'm almost willing to guarantee it. <laughs> you do know that one of these times we have to play Fortnite. We just have to. We should stream it at some point after the we podcast should. or something. Uh, maybe maybe next week. I'm not prepared to do that this week, but maybe next week after next week's episode. I'll get ready. Okay. Um, I just have to die. I haven't even downloaded it or anything. So uh, it's it's transcended just being a game. It's it's everywhere now. Well, Dan, you better get ready to use the Epic Launcher. <laughs> That's okay. I, I mean, it's I I highly doubt it's something I'm going to be. Uh, you know, heavily invested in play all the time just because that's not my nature. So, Corey, you got a piece out? I got a piece out. All right. Thanks for joining us. Sure. Good Bye, luck, Corey. Guys. Bye. Let us, let us know when you want to be on again. Oh, surely. Uh, probably the next game that I play a lot of. That you're uh, of of our new releases. On. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what's coming down the pike. I don't know. I've got a couple okay. Switch games coming out in June. Mm. Or is it July? Might be July. It's July. Mm-hmm. Octopath Traveler and uh, Captain Toad. Man, I'm gonna want to play Octopath Traveler. Is that yeah, coming out for PC too or no? No, that's Switch. Never Switch. Switch. I don't think so. Bummer. There hasn't been any hints of it anyway. Okay. Although it's right. it's Square Enix, it's it's always possible. So. That's true. They're good about that. Yeah. All, right, All right, guys. See you later. Bye. All right, Will. What else you got for Nibble Bits? That's actually it. Bye. Uh, let me, I'm going to rearrange the Skype window real quick, just to. Thank God he's gone, right? He's going to listen. He's going to hear that you said that. <laughs> to be honest, he hasn't made comments about, uh, the last couple uh, comments us, that I've about made. About us teasing him? Yeah. Well, he was on vacation probably when he heard the last one, right? Oh, or no, right. he'd probably just come home. Oh no, last week it was me and me and the wife, so I don't know that we teased oh. Corey at all. Yeah, no, he because he commented. Yeah, on Val's appearance, which was very good, by the way. Yeah, I know I told her in person, but I wanted to say on here that she yeah. was excellent. Um, yeah, I we're definitely gonna have her on again. Uh, I actually I thought about doing a some sort of video series where I have her play games. You know, I'll be with her, but that get her out of her comfort zone a little bit. Yeah, to uh, try out new stuff. Yeah, try out new stuff, but I've, I've even like just expanding because she likes platformers probably the most. Uh, having her try maybe try like Meat, Super Meat Boy or Celeste or something like that, something something different, you know, super difficult, just to get her out of her comfort zone. I think that would be entertaining. Fortnite, Fortnite, yes, Fort Fork Knife, Fork Knife, <laughs> as, as it's known. Um, so oh, we've got uh, State of Decay two going in the stream right now. Uh, okay for my nibble bits first the nes classic will go on sale again on june 29th as announced by nintendo so if you want to get one do not buy one from a scalper just wait i know the snes classic had a lot of units shipped the first round so hopefully like you can walk into a target in the morning like i did and get your nes classic i know we'll be getting one at some point hopefully on launch but who knows so Hmm. okay So wait, how much? Classic. How much is it going to be on sale? That that one's sixty. The yeah. SNES Classic was eighty. So Nintendo sixty four Classic, hundred, probably. 
Hundo. And I'm going to drop that on that because I want it so bad. I'll get one if they announce it. You know what? Honestly, Nintendo has potential for an insane E3 because the, N- the N64 classic, you know, Mario Tennis, which is getting everybody's really amped for that game because it actually looks really good. Yeah, that's um, coming out. It's coming out June, at the end of next month, right? June or yeah. middle of next month. Um, on top of Smash Brothers, Pokemon, uh, Fire Emblem apparently is supposed to be coming out at the end of the year, and they have other stuff probably too. Yeah, it, yeah. Nintendo honestly had for as well as they started. Nintendo could really amp it up here and really take over. Yeah, I agree. Which, I have a I have a thing I'm going to be talking about during my week that really help them help them take over. You know Nintendo likes to copy our ideas. Yes, they do. But um, isn't it wild that we're talking about them taking over again after the <laughs> Wii U? <laughs> yeah. As as much as I like the games on the Wii U, it was it was not a great system. No, not know? one bit. And using it now, like the the tablet controller, just feels so clunky and old. Yeah. <laughs> compared to the Switch, which is sleek and small, and but anyway, that's that. Uh, so my for my next nimble bit, Radical Heights and Lawbreakers developer Boss Key has shut down. Uh, that's Cliff Blazinski's uh, game studio that he started up. Um, yeah, you know, I never like to hear this. Uh, it was kind of sad. Uh, Lawbreakers was well thought of. It just didn't. After Overwatch came out, like they kind of took over that hero shooter uh, niche, I guess. So uh, mm-hmm. they released Radical Heights, was which was like a Fortnite battle royale game, but it was too little, too late. That was kind of their last desperation attempt at, at not having to shut down. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I just don't think those were those were games that uh, I don't think they were not destined to do well. You know? Yeah, honestly, any game that kind of tries to compete with Overwatch, I just don't see them doing. Yeah. Well, you know, um, yeah, but I, I mean, guess you go ahead. I was gonna say, but I guess you can say that about League of Legends and like games like Dota and Heroes of the Storm and Smite have done well for themselves. So, I mean, I guess it's not worth saying don't try, but at the same time, yeah. Well, I wouldn't go into the battle royale thing uh, as we talked about. Fortnite's kind of transcended just being in the gaming culture to just being a part of the culture, you know? Yeah. Um. Not to talk more about Fortnite, but my wife just listened to the re- most recent 31 Thoughts. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about Fortnite, actually. Were they uh, really? Yeah, because... <laughs> and I don't know if you heard this story, but the apparently, like, the entire Red Sox team plays Fortnite, like, every second they're home. Uh, it's that bad with professional it's that, it's that bad with professional athletes at all levels uh, and apparently at 31 Thoughts they said a recent first round draft pick for the NHL has been into rehab that's how bad his gaming addiction is and specifically with Fortnite they said he's never, he's never going to crack the NHL lineup because he can't stop playing Fortnite <laughs> isn't that crazy <laughs> what is going on I don't know. What it's, did what did Epic taken. make? It's well, I think part of it is that it's free. I think that's a huge thing, you know. Uh, when you're comparing Fortnite to PUBG, yeah, dropping thirty bucks on PUBG, which is 
kind of janky or just hey da- you know download this game try it out it's free you know it's i think that's the difference that's insane well there's also an article about uh patrick line and uh, nikolai ehlers from the winnipeg jets they said that they when they go to like hotels to stay when they're on the road they bring their consoles yeah uh and they bring uh if they can't get an extra and they room together if they can't get an extra tv they'll just go out and buy a tv wow. and we'll bring it with them until it breaks and they said they left one broken tv in jersey oh nice yeah they said they just go out buy one so they can yeah. play their video game probably Fortnite. uh during the regular season and the for the predators they actually had a uh in between period segment about Fortnite, and all the players would play Fortnite. uh and they have some of the players had xbox one modded laptops and that's what they play Fortnite on so not only not okay not only are they <laughs> not play they got an xbox one modded laptop to play yep. fortnite yep uh it was roman yossi uh yossi fiala well i think they said fiala stinks at it he had just started so he they were making fun of him for not being very good at it forsberg was another one that played it who else? was it bonino uh anthony Batetto was was big into it too <laughs> which is hilarious uh, so. i think People were saying that David Price's carpal tunnel, which is he's a pitcher yeah. for the Red Sox, for those who, for those who don't know, uh, is from playing Fortnite. Fortnite. Oh, jeez. I see the Yankees are playing the long con by getting them addicted to Fortnite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never thought about that. Brilliant move. Um, so, yeah, Radical Heights uh, and Lawbreakers Dev Bosky closing down. Don't like hearing that, but... Uh, yeah, Beardless says in the chat that uh, four different tweets from people leaving the company for the last time before I figured out Boss Key was shutting down. So, uh, also, also delayed Shenmue Three was delayed into 2019. Uh, no surprises there. <laughs> See you, Tato. <laughs> yeah, get out of there. Yeah, be like Mike. Be like Michael Scott and just push everyone out of the way and run out as fast as you can. <laughs> anyway uh yeah shenmue delayed not no surprises there i had heard kind of bad things about the development of that game it's a kickstarted game i don't know that'll come out when it's ready to come out probably 20 2020 2021 i mean if you think about it a niche game like this it's kind of better that they delay it until they can release it at a more beneficial time frame because if they send it out into the fall it's just gonna get slaughtered by yeah. If it, especially if it's not great, it's yeah, just, it's gonna get buried. Might as well. Did I? Did we talk about the twenty twenty three release date <laughs> for Final Fantasy Seven? No. What is going on? I don't know. I I didn't like that project from the beginning. Um. So yeah, the there was a. I don't know. I don't even know how this came up, but it was a rumor that. Final Fantasy VII Remake wouldn't be out until 2023. No one's sure if that means the entire game because they're going with the whole stupid episodic format or if it's just going to be like that's the first episode. I don't know. But things are, nice I don't think they, they like pretty much fired and, and rehired all new people in the development team. And I don't know. I just I, I don't like it. Just stop. It'd be nice if like we got something some detail out of that same with kingdom hearts 3 yeah that'll probably i I can imagine that stuff will be at least mentioned in sony's e3 press conference i mean what was it four four three years ago four years ago that sony mentioned uh 
Final Fantasy VII Remake, and here well, it's not supposed to come out for another five years. Well, I mean, the big four kind of games that they showed off right in a row was The Last Guardian Remake, yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Shenmue 3. Oh. They don't get enough flack for only really having one of those games shown. Yeah. And I won't release, but we've seen legitimately nothing on the other three. Yeah. It's way too far in advance to announce those if you're not planning on having them come out until that's crazy. Twenty 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 three. We'll see. Yeah. That's that's the release date. The fact fall, that we're fall twenty twenty three. The fact that we're close enough to even make that a feasible year kinda of bothers me. Yeah. Right? Like twenty eighteen. Oh god. Uh, and then my last and uh, at least I think most interesting uh, nibble bit is that Microsoft has announced a new controller for disabled gamers called the Xbox Adaptive Controller. So, oh, I have a, oh, I've got, that's not my last nibble bit. I didn't write one of them down. But anyway, I'm going to call this up because it's really interesting. It's in the in the chat here or in the stream. Um so it looks like it's got a large base unit, which almost looks like it's the size of a 10 keyless uh, keyboard. It's got a D-pad on it and then two like larger pads. And then around in the back, it's got a bunch of ports for pretty much whatever you want to plug into it to play games with. Uh, you can do joysticks. Uh, it looks like headsets, all sorts of weird buttons and stuff. So you can kind of customize it however you please. It's fully customizable. Um it's supposedly going to be available later this year for a hundred bucks. I don't know what that comes with or what have you, but yeah, uh, that's really awesome. I'm glad they're doing that. That was always one of the benefits of PC is you could play with really whatever you wanted. So uh, it's nice to see Xbox taking steps and, and, and making, making their, their, the games in general, uh, more, more available for everyone. So it's awesome. Yeah, that's a that's nothing but a good move for them to do, you know. Yeah, and honestly, I don't think a hundred dollars is a bad price for for that, you know. That style of controller. Yeah, uh, I mean, people were really thrilled with the uh, Xbox Elite controller because of because of that. Uh, Beardless says the adaptive controller is cooler than anything we'll see at E three. Uh, I I actually agree. I, well, I don't know about cooler than anything at E three, but it's it's really cool. Um, and I could see even people just who want to customize their playing experience buying that, uh, not even necessarily uh, for disabled gamers. You know, uh, I'm a type of person that, you know, if I could hook up a keyboard and mouse to that and play games with a keyboard and mouse, I would definitely do that. That would be worth it for me. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that was that was nothing but awesome from from Microsoft. So so good on them for that. Uh, oh, and then my last one, I didn't write this one down so i'm glad i remembered it it's the hooked on multiplayer humble bundle so for one dollar you get fight stick fight stick the game stick fight i'm sorry stick fight the game (laughs) rampage knights and tumblestone for a dollar uh if you pay more than the average which right now is five dollars and 42 cents you also get besiege duck game which is one i've been interested in and hover and then if you pay $14 or more, you also get Rocket League. So that's a pretty good lineup of games for $14. Yeah, that really is. Yeah. So good. So if you're interested, there's that. Uh, and that is it for my nibble bits officially. So, uh, Will, how's your week? It was good, Dan. I took a trip to Florida. 
Um, and you know, usually when you go on vacation, you're ready to come back. You know, no, get back that's never swing. happened to me. No, no, I've never wanted to come back from a vacation. Well, let me tell you, Dan. This was the first time I've come back, and I was like, man, I do not want to go back. <laughs> the most recent vacation I was on was probably the most relaxing vacation I've ever been on. And I was miserable having to go home and go back to work. Miserable. Well, let me before I get into the activities that I partook in, yeah. let me put this this frame, like this picture for you. So paint, paint, paint us the picture. I'm leaving Florida, you know, I'm I'm in I'm in joggers and I'm in a cutoff and I'm leaving 90 degree weather. We land in sorry everybody, but dumpy Philadelphia. Uh-huh. And it's 55 and rainy. And I'm just like, "Oh, this is the worst. I'm shivering walking to um the shuttles to get to our terminal and stuff like that." You know, we land in dumpy Syracuse. Yeah. And, you know, it's 50 and rainy and it's just like it was just so depressing. And I knew I had a busy week of school coming up and I was just like, ugh. Um, this was I've never said to myself that I wanted to live in Florida. But like being down there, I was like, man, I really I really could live in Florida now. Like that's how much yeah. I mentally shifted. Yeah, me and the wife. uh more so in the winter than now, but we're always like, we have to get out of here. Yeah. I hate, I hate winter. I hate snow. Um, it's just miserable. I just, I want to live somewhere where there's no such thing as winter, you know, or if it's winter, it just rains and it's like 45 or 50. Yeah. You know, that's what I want. So it's funny. Cause the people that we were staying with the father, um, actually Johnny's been on the podcast, people who, yeah. you know, it's Johnny, my friend, his yeah. dad was saying like how much of a difference it is getting sun. Cause like where we live, it's what top three for cloudiest. Yeah. It's, I want to say top two. I want to say it's Binghamton is two on the most cloudy places Se- in the country. Seattle might be one. So Seattle and Binghamton are one too. Yeah. Um, well, but, at least in Seattle it rains a lot. Here it's just it rains a lot, which I like rain, but it's just cloudy all the time. Yeah, it's depressing. He said how much of a difference it is getting sun year round for your mood, your mentality. Yeah, just all of that. Like it got so bad here that I started taking a vitamin D supplement because it was just like my mood was just so bad. Yeah, every day, but. Uh, for activities that we did down there, like we landed Wednesday at like six thirty, you know, we went out to dinner, saw three of my good friends, like that I haven't seen in a while, like their parents, like it was great, ate food, you know. Then we swam more in the hot tub. Thursday, we pretty much kind of hung out all day, and then we actually ended up going to a video game bar, which Corey, I guess, had asked me in the group message how the video game bar was, which I didn't see. So I was kind of hoping he was on so I could talk about it with him, but uh-huh. he's gone. But it was cool. Um, you know, as somebody who doesn't drink, that's kind of a good spot for me because I get to... They had, like, Smash Brothers set up for the N64. Nice. Mario Kart for the N64 set up. So, like, you got to sit, to sit down and play that. Like, I played Air Hockey. I played NBA Jam. I played Mortal Kombat. I played all sorts of pinball, all, all sorts of games, and they were all free. That so You just legitimately just got to go sit there press the button, start it up, start playing. Uh, and it was really cool to be able to, to do that and 
play video games with your friends. Some of you know, some of them drank, some like played video games. It was fun. Like it was a good place to go. Like because it fit everybody's in- interests. Because most of us did not want to go to downtown Orlando. Um, I guess Orlando is pretty crime stricken. Yeah. So you know, we weren't thrilled with the idea of going down there. But you know, once we got down there to that place, it was called Joystick for uh, anybody who's interested. It was it was really fun to be down there nice. uh, and hang out. Um, I was wearing my, so I bought a sweatshirt, and it's a picture of Growlithe, the Pokemon, but he's deadlifting, which for the, it's the exercise deadlift, like, you know, where he picks up off the ground with his back. It's that him doing that, and some guy who I think was homeless looked at me, and instead of, like, asking for money, he goes, is that Growlithe sweatshirt? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, he's like, God, that's an awesome sweatshirt, and he, nice. like, high-fived me, and, like. You know, we didn't get harassed by the homeless man that night. It was kind of nice. Um, So that was fun. Um, Friday night, the big event happened. We went to game one of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Washington Capitals. Tampa is about an hour and a half from where they live. Um, But because Florida drivers are maybe the worst drivers I've ever seen on the road, uh, it took us two and a half hours to get there. Uh Um, So bad we saw somebody reversing on the highway. Oh, that's always a... Solid plan. Brilliant idea. Um, So, you know, we got there. We hung out outside the arena. The arena's Amelie Arena. Uh, So we all kind of hung out, like, talked to some locals and stuff like that. Everybody and their lightning stuff. Went into the arena. um, Got, I got a Braden Point shirt, uh, which I wanted to get a jersey, but jerseys were $280, which is just wild to me how much that is. Because I could go on Fanatics right now and get a point jersey for like 180 200 yeah. um, So they did that that $80 price up for it. So instead, I just got the $30 shirt for point. Um, I was yelling from the crowd that Braden Point was my cousin <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole night, <laughs> nice. which was entertaining to me. Um, nobody asked me about it or anything. But like when they, he was the starring lineup, um, I, I stood up and started clapping going, that's my cousin. <laughs> See if anybody said anything. Uh, But the Lightning fans, they're really good. They're awesome. They, you know, they're really into it. It sucks, though, because the team played so bad that game that their energy was zapped after the first period. And what killed them was Nikita Kucherov got a breakaway and scored on it with, like, five or six seconds left in the period. But there's too many men on the ice, so it got called back. There was a penalty. Um, No, Reefer, he isn't actually my cousin. (laughs) Um. So we they got they got pulled back into the defensive zone. They're on the penalty kill, and Ovechkin fired a one timer and scored a goal down two zero. Like three seconds left in the period, and after that, like the crowd had no energy. Even when they scored two goals uh, to bring it within four two, they didn't really have much. Um, it was disappointing, but you know, it was still really fun to go to. We sat literally maybe four rows from. The, the like the highest seat in there so there's four rows behind us it was funny though um our friend evan dan he couldn't get a ticket with us because of yeah. SeatGeek's kind of a bad site i know everybody says you should use that but it, like for whatever reason they were bundling tickets together for resale and stuff like that so like it was really difficult to sit with everybody and four of us got to sit together and evan kind of is the one that got screwed out of it so he spent like 300 dollars and sat in the lower bowl nice and he was he said he was i think he said he was three rows from the glass that's awesome so he was in between like right in between benches like right that's there the, 
that's like a once in a lifetime opportunity. You that's, know? that's why he did it. He's like, whatever. Like, if I can't enjoy the game with my friends, I might as well just pay this extra money and just kind of sit wherever, like where I want. Um, yeah. He, he said they were awesome. Like when Tampa was playing well in the first period, like people were jumping up and down, hugging each other, like high-fiving each other. He said it was a lot of fun. He said he was taking pictures with everybody. Nice. Um, so he was ha- he had a good time. Um, and then Saturday we went to the beach, Cocoa Beach, Dan. So you've, yeah. you know, you've been on there multiple oh, yeah. times. Um, we got there at noon and it was actually the cloudiest day while we were down there. Uh, but we still got incredibly sunburnt, which was kind of surprising. Like I know the sun's still, you know, you're still getting UV rays, but like, I wouldn't expect to have gotten as burned as bad as I did. Right. Cause I got burnt to a crisp, but it was funny. Um, me and the three, uh, like the rest of us, there's three uh, other males that we all went to the beach together. And like Johnny and his girlfriend, um, his cousin Corey and his girlfriend and her sister were there. So the, the the women stayed on the beach, but the rest of us went into the water. And it was really funny because we're like jumping through waves and like splashing each other and like giggling. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, like going, <laughs> throwing water at each other. Like that's funny. Like trying to surf on the waves, and they're just sitting on the beach, just shaking their head because, like, we look like a bunch of, bunch of children. <laughs> yeah, nice. but like we were in the water for maybe like four or five hours while we were there. Um, oh, and we man. left at we left at like eight, and honestly, being at the beach for that long and like you know jumping through the waves and stuff like that was probably the most fun of all the trip. Um, I was really bummed to come back. Oh yeah, really bummed. But, uh-huh. um. They're, the Galoozas are putting a push for me to go to school down there, Dan. Oh, are they? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> right. So it's I don't know. Cer- it's it's got to be less miserable there than it is here. The only thing that would stress me out a lot would be the traffic. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, where, what, which school specifically? That I don't know. I, I'd have to look for pharmacy programs. If anybody knows any pharmacy programs that are like near the Orlando area, probably. I mean, sure let me know. Is. I just like I never. I, I haven't really looked into it yet. I need to because I need to start doing this pretty soon at some doesn't, point here. Doesn't Johnny go to UCF? He does, but they're more of like a business school. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Um. The, yeah, I don't like driving highways and whatnot to begin with. I'm kind of. I'm a good driver, but like I hate having to deal with other people. Yeah. Um. So like I get stressed out on highways sometimes, especially when tractor tra- trailers are all around um, me and stuff like that. So being on those Florida highways, those six lane highways with people bombing between lanes, not checking blind spots and stuff <laughs> like that, like I would have a heart attack. Yeah, you owe it. If you're a driver on the road, you owe it to everyone else on the road to pay attention to the road. Please, for the love of God, do that. Just pay attention to the road. I bet a lot of accidents would not happen if everyone would just pay attention to the road. Yeah, like, if you're on there and some tractor trailer driver, and this has happened, like, isn't paying attention, is tired, something, and doesn't check his blind spot with a car coming alongside of him, that car's dead. Yeah. Like, oh, it's terrifying to me. So, you know, that that's the only thing that would stress me out about the whole situation of going to school down there. But, yeah. You know, um, honestly, I think it would be cool to go to a Florida school. I don't yeah, know. Anywhere but here, right? Well, the thing is, is a lot of families here. That's yeah, the only... but <laughs> it's not worth it. It's really not. 
honestly, if I think before too long, the rest of us are going to expatriate out of here, out of upstate New York. But that leaves mom and dad. I don't think mom and dad want to stay here either. I really don't. Oh, no, they definitely don't. But it would, I know, I see, if I went to them and said, ah, I might go to school in Florida, dad would be the first one and be like, yeah, do it. Yeah. What, are you, what are you doing? Yeah. We're going to be out of here at some point, too. Yeah, I mean, so, I dad across the continent. Mom and dad will have to move in with Corey. <laughs> I wonder what Corey and Sophie end up doing. I don't. I have no idea. They'll be the ones that hang around the longest. That'd be that'd be funny. Probably because I know so, so. His girlfriend has a lot, uh, a huge family up there. So yeah, I don't know. Like I just look at the, the thing that worries me is paying like tuition, extra tuition to like live on campus, like at another school. Like yeah. that's not worth it to me. But if I can actually just like stay in the Winter Springs area with another family for. Yeah however long like pay rent and whatnot like that seems way better of an idea than paying and you know what i was looking at ucf's tuition your in-state tuition is the same as suny brooms really which yeah i blew my it blew my mind when i saw that well i mean everything here is unreasonably expensive actually you know what it's cheaper than broom and i pay broom out of pocket myself i think my friend who pays, and I don't think he has scholarships, says he pays twenty five hundred, and Broom's almost three thousand now. Like that's crazy to me. Yeah. So, Anywho. I don't know. I have a, I have things to think about, but it was a lot of fun. I was bummed to come back. I start my internship next week, so you know I'll be, I'll be busy with work, but I'll have a lot less school to deal with, so I won't be doing school work and everything else. More time to game. God, I'm hoping. I'll be in Rochester Sunday night, so I'm going to bring my Switch. Nice. Hyrule Warriors. This reminds me, should I get Hyrule War- Warriors digitally? That depends on if you want to trade it in. Do, I mean, do you have the... Wait, what day does it come out? Tonight. It comes out... To, oh, midnight? Yeah. It's probably too... You won't get it on the, uh, through Amazon in time, because you get the, the discount through Amazon Prime. Well, I was saying to myself, I was like, ah, I'll just get it at um GameStop tomorrow because I'm gonna be in town all day for all of my finals and yeah I was like why would I do that when I could just get it digitally for the same price but yeah you could do that I could if it comes Saturday I could do that yeah I don't know I, I we haven't had much luck with that will nope fifty nine ninety or yeah fifty nine eighty eight well are you logged in with with mom's account I have my own prime Oh, Student Prime? Yeah. Okay. Wait. I think 40. once you add it to your cart, then it's 48, and it comes to 51 with tax. 40 Prime Savings, 47.99 at checkout. Yeah, and then it comes to 51-something with, with tax. Um, to me, I mean, to me, that's worth it. If you can get it by, like you said, Saturday. Um. Because then you have it to trade in if you ever want to trade it in. You can recoup that $51 instead of it's with tax. It's like 64 something if you bought it from the eShop. So unfortunately, if with one day shipping, which bumps up to 56, it'll get here Monday. Oh, yeah. So that's not not an option. I mean, I could just wait, but I don't like doing that. Yeah, if you especially if you want to take it with you. 
All right. Anything else for your week, Will? No, nah, that's it. All right. I got a couple quick things. Uh, so first, I wanted to do a little complaining about Spectrum Internet. Oh, my favorite. Uh, well, I appreciate the speed increases we've gotten since it's been Spectrum because they've been significant. I have it's not good speeds, but it's a lot better uh, for the most part. When I've had Internet here, it was 15 megabytes down one up. Uh, I upgraded at, so I was getting 30 down and five up when time with Time Warner. Uh, before they switched over to Spectrum. Um, so since Spectrum came here, uh, that my speeds have since been bumped up to 100 megabytes down and 10, 10 megabytes up. But especially the past week or week and a half, the internet drops out for half an hour at random times. And it's happened probably six, eight, ten times on uh, the past week and a half. And it drives me crazy because, you know, my, my kids are always have a tv on with something on it streaming on it yeah uh, even if they're not watching it like it's still on and but the second the tv goes off they get upset that their show's not on <laughs> yeah uh, and it, you know i do the whole power cycle the modem and the router and i've got to do that like four or five times and then it'll finally come back on after like half an hour it's it's ridiculous when i had time warner yeah the speeds were slow but at least it was reliable i think i had a period of like a year where it didn't drop at all and this happens i would say probably once a day it drops out for at least 10 minutes so we actually have the same issue like clockwork around uh, this time every night it goes down yeah um maybe a little later like 11 but it yeah. always goes down and i don't i for the life of me can't figure out why i don't know what i don't know if they're updating stuff but maybe do that less frequently do it once a week instead of every night like it's crazy i'm trying not to complain because not too long ago we had no internet for about a week yeah and that was the most trying time in my life oh so, God, yeah so like i don't want to complain but at the same time get it together absolutely i i don't know what's going on and it's not the modem because everything when i've called to complain the modem is getting the internet it's something else that's going on yeah and i can't we just redid everything with our router so it's not that i don't i don't know couldn't tell you uh, so there's that. I just wanted to complain a little bit about Spectrum. And then my last one, I have a bold E3 prediction. Okay, let's hear it. Hear me out. So I think that Nintendo is going to announce the Steam Link app coming to the Switch. Here's my reasoning for that. So I think I talked about it before, but there was supposed to be an app called Rainway released on the Switch, which is supposed to essentially do the same thing. Uh Dream your Steam library from your gaming PC to the Switch. Uh, that some people think that they just use that for publicity. Uh, the company has kind of been mum on details about it, uh, but we. I'm wondering if they knew, like Nintendo knew that the Steam Link app was coming and they were going to have it on the system. So the Steam Link app is coming to uh, iOS and Android next week. Uh, it was that was announced like two weeks ago or last okay. week or something. So uh, it is coming to mobile devices. Uh, but the interesting thing for me was that Steam added Nintendo Switch Pro controller support to Steam. 
So that makes me wonder if that also it means the Joy-Cons will work natively in Steam, which would be useful if you're going to be playing Steam games on your Switch. Yes, so definitely. That is my bold E3 prediction for Nintendo. I it it's, seems... it's mostly wishful thinking, but I I don't know. It could happen. Wow. That would be that would honestly kind of blow my mind that that's kind of what Valve's been doing. You know, yeah, you never know. They they will surprise you with things. Uh, but it, that, it makes sense for Nintendo because, you know, if, if someone has a gaming PC, they could buy a switch to play it anywhere in their house. Uh, that's good for Nintendo because they can, you know, those people aren't just going to play Steam games on their switch. They're going to get the first party titles that you can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. It's plausible. Not likely, but plausible. Yeah. I mean, you it seems like Nintendo's doing a lot with this this console. So yeah. I would not be surprised to see that happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be cool. I would definitely use that feature. It's gotta be connected to a five gigahertz band, which is fine because the switch uh actually I ha- I was ha- when I first got it, and especially with Mario Kart 8, I was having a lot of connect connectivity issues. Uh, but once I switched over permanently to the five gigahertz band, that erased all my connection issues with the Switch. So, yeah, yeah. there's that. Uh, okay, let's get into what we played. Did you play anything well? No, honestly, I've been watching. Eh, no, never mind. I'm not going to get into Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> okay. Uh. So I played more Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. I played more Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle 2. I won't get into that. Uh, That game's still awesome. But Mm -hmm. uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze gets better the more I play it. Really? Um, It's just the way that you the way you interact with the environments in the game is unlike any other platform I feel like I've played. Uh, the animations and stuff are, are so creative and so beautiful and colorful. It's it's a work of art, that game, let me tell you. I really um, want to play it, Dan. Yeah, just, well, yeah, you can borrow it. Uh, just the way things interact with each other and the way the Donkey Kong and, and Dixie or Diddy Kong uh, interact with the environment and grapple on stuff, and it's just so good. It's so good. So, yeah, yeah I can't the- recommend that game enough. The way you and Val talked about it really like convinced me to want to like play it because it sounded really awesome. It sounded like one of the better platforms to have come out, and I think it's kind of an underrated platformer. Yeah, because it didn't. I mean, it didn't get a lot of publicity on Switch, or I'm sorry, on the Wii U because the Wii U didn't sell that well. So uh, I'm glad the game is getting second lease on life on the Switch because it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like a lot of these games are getting their second lease on life. Yeah, I'm hoping for a Xenoblade Chronicles X announcement. Because that's one I want to revisit. Definitely. I could get it again on the Wii U, but I would rather just have it on the Switch. Maybe they can up the frame rate or something. Mm-hmm. So That's all I played. Um, like I said, I very briefly played the Dragon Ball let me even. I don't even know what officially it's called, but it's. I think I think it's Legends because I think I know what you're talking about. I just didn't know this was coming out already. Yeah. Oh, I do have one more thing to talk about. What? 
I won HQ last night. That's right. You did win. That's crazy, Dan. Yeah. It. I was just, you know, going along as usual. I usually get out at question six or seven. You know, they're they how they like to throw in trick questions. Um, that's usually what I get. What, what I get. It's Dragon Ball Legends. That's what it is. Okay. Um, and it's like a it's like a fighting game. And you tap on the thing to use your powers, and you swipe to move around and stuff. It's it's interesting. I haven't played it enough to talk about it, but uh, so people are aware of its existence. I wanted to mention it. Um, but yeah, HQ. So um, I only had two questions that were complete and utter guesses. The rest were uh, educated guesses. Yeah. So where I could eliminate one answer and and pick, you know, fairly fairly decently out of out of the two options but yeah unfortunately i only ended up winning 26 cents because there was a lot of other winners uh they need to up the prize pool yeah they do but again even if they doubled the prize pool there i I would have won 52 cents but you know it's okay it's a it's an accomplishment that i'm happy happy i you're the first person i know that's one yeah so that was cool. It was very, it was, it was neat to, uh, my wife came within one or she got out on the last question. It was, was like a month ago, maybe. Yeah. She got, out, uh, yeah. Eliminated on the last question. So yeah, good times. It's kind of a ritual for us. We play it at night. Uh, we usually, our goal is to have all the kids in bed by nine o'clock at the for HQ. So <laughs> that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of when we, uh, start kick off our, our, our night, where we have some free time to watch something or play video games or whatever, what have you. So that's all I played. Um, let's get into feedback, shall we? Let's do it. Dan, I got a quick question for you. Yeah, let's hear it. So I've recently started collecting. This is what I was going to bring out with Dragon Ball Z, but I can tie this into a discussion quick. Um, Dragon Ball Z Kai is the cut version where they cut out filler. Mm-hmm. Um, to make it more manageable for people who don't want to watch 600 episodes of anime. Okay. Is there any way, any way, when I have all of the collection at some point, you decide you'll watch Dragon Ball Z Kai? Oh, definitely. Okay. Because... I've been wanting to watch it again. I just haven't. I, I don't watch things all that often, and if I do watch things, it's stuff I've watched a million times already, like The Office yeah. and yep. Futurama, and I've watched game of thrones probably like four or five times mm-hmm. uh it's the same with movies i have not i have yet to see i think that's the difference with me and you will and and eric and cory is eric and cory like watching movies and like watching tv shows and stuff and that's that's where a lot of their free time goes and we don't have that problem we don't watch things uh other than sports yeah. uh, and sports you can watch casually you know you can uh play video games while you're watching sports so but yes i do want to watch rewatch dragon ball z at some point okay so when i have i'm four there's seven total blu-rays i have three of them i need four more mm-hmm. um uh reefer says straight up kai is the only way to watch dbz now in my opinion as soon as i have all of them reefer i'm gonna watch them and kind of judge which one i like more mm-hmm. but i will say uh yeah dan you and i are more along the lines of if we're gonna watch something, it's gonna be something we've seen. It's gonna be The Office, yep. like Game of Thrones. I mine's Dragon Ball Z. Like I'm going yeah. to watch that stuff instead. I, I I'm just afraid of because I feel like when I'm not playing games, I'm wasting my time. Yep. And if I if I end up watching something that I don't really like, it just feels like a complete waste of time for me. So I'm very very picky about uh, new shows and movies. Like I have not seen the latest Star Wars movie yet. 
that's going to happen in the next couple yeah. weeks here. But well, I want to see it. I, that's I'm a true. Star Wars fan, so uh, I actually did watch a movie this week. What'd you watch? The week of by uh, Adam Sandler movie. Oh yeah, okay. All I'll say is I laughed my way through that whole movie. I I liked it. It's okay. not a bad Adam Sandler movie. It's if it's an Adam Sandler movie, on the his scale, it's a good Adam Sandler movie. Okay. Um, really funny. I laughed my whole way through nice. it. But go ahead, dude. All right, feedback. So the first one is from Alex, who says, uh, Ryan says, did this happen on com- company property? Michael Scott says it was on company property with company property. <laughs> Uh, double Jeopardy, we're good. Wait, my phone cut off the email. So, so Double Jeopardy, we're fine. Ryan says, "I don't think, I don't think you understand how Jeopardy works." <laughs> Michael Scott says, "Oh, I'm sorry. What is we're fine?" <laughs> Great line. That was the fun run episode. Yes, it was. Uh, so he says, "Hey guys, I was. It was exciting to hear Val on the podcast. Maybe she can make up for the two slackers." who have life to deal with and not video games. Hopefully we'll had fun and a good amount of relaxation in Florida away from the cold. I just read that June 29th will be the U S release for the NES classic. So that's cool. I didn't really see much in that lineup for me. The only games I played on NES were Mario brothers track and field with footpad and captain sky skyhawk onto this week's topic. I like the idea of Frostpunk and the idea around survival in a freezing world. How does it feel to live in a similar setting for most of the year? Have a good one. And thanks for the weekly updates. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, as I said earlier in the episode, uh, definitely plan on having Val on, on more. Um, yeah, I want to get her thoughts on some of the games that we play that, like, like I said, would be out of her comfort zone. Uh, so, and she listens enough that she knows, she knows how conversations go and how the format is. So it was an easy, easy fill in for her. She did great. Uh, fun and relaxation. Will you talk about Florida? Oh yeah. Good stuff. You uh, NES Classic. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those games don't even hold up all that well, uh, but I'm mostly getting it to play the games like the old Mario Brothers games. I really feel like you need to have the actual controller to play it on. I found that I felt that way with Super Mario World because like I, you, we can play it on the Wii U. It's on the virtual console on the Wii U, um, but it's just not the same as playing it with the actual controller that you played with it played with back in the day. Um especially the old Nintendo games, just the way the buttons are set up, it just makes it so much easier to play. So playing with the old controller, definitely the way to go. Um, but yeah, like a lot of the NES games don't necessarily hold up as well. Whereas I think the SNES games hold up a lot better. Definitely. Um, yeah. To, 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 to today's standards than, than NES games. But I do want to play the old Mario's and there's a few others on there that I would want to try uh, just for nostalgia's sake. Um, Frostpunk. Uh, how does it feel to live in a similar setting for most of the year? Uh, we we kind of touched on that already too. Good dig. Uh, the winter's miserable. Yeah. And it just gets more miserable by the year. Even so our, think, even even my kids now are like, I don't want to live somewhere where it's going to snow anymore. It, and we're like, neither do we. I've been the winter defendant for most of my life but this year really broke me eight months of winter just or seven however more than half the year we had no we had no spring dan no it went (laughs) it went right from winter to summer uh well it went from summer right to winter too i don't know if you remember last fall it was really hot up until probably late october yeah and then it went right to being frigid (laughs) and it was frigid for six months or whatever it was and then it went right to being hot again 
Yeah, it's which I'm glad it's hot, but your body like we need to adjust. Us northerners need to adjust. Uh, we need to have a smoother transition into temperature changes, um, because yeah, our blood like it kind of thickens over the winter, and then when it gets hot in like the seventies, we feel like we should just not be you know not be wearing anything. It, you know, once once it gets like fifty degrees, everyone's wearing shorts and t-shirts and tank tops, and it's like it's not that warm, but to us northerners, it is. <laughs> Do you, like, when you were younger, Dan, you distinctly remember the Four Seasons, right? Yeah, more so than, yeah. I just, it, it's weird now, like, I remember them, like, very vividly, but now, because I remember I used to hate spring because it was, like, wet and gross out, but, like, this year, it was, I remember two days where it was, like, kind of wet and gross out, and then it was just, like, oh, it's summer, it's here, yeah. I can't. See, my, my seasons, love and hate of seasons is all based around school. <laughs> I still have that that I've carried with me all these years. Uh, so I loved spring because spring meant school is going to be over soon. Yeah. Um, summer obviously was my favorite favorite season because there was no school in the summer. Yeah. Fall was miserable because that's when school started again. And you also had winter. to march leaves. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was, that was later in my later years. <laughs> uh, fall and winter were miserable because you know, Fall was the beginning of school, and winter was in the thick of school. Yeah. Ugh. You did hate school more than the rest of us. God, it was a nightmare. (laughs) I still, like, when I go pick up my kids from school, I get, like, I get the shakes a little bit. Cold sweat? Yeah, just just being in and around schools, I just hate it. Ah, the school system really failed you. It didn't fail me. It scarred me for life. Yeah, I guess scarring is the better way to put it. Yes, scarred. Um, so that was from Alex. Thanks, Alex. Always love the office quotes from Alex. That's good stuff. It's our thumbstick athletes favorite show. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because we're, you know, we, we go back and forth through the, through the seasons. We'll watch it like, you know, whatever, two or three episodes or whatever before bed. But a lot of the newer ones I hadn't seen or skipped over for whatever reason. Uh, and last night we just watched the one where they're in Florida <laughs> and Kathy, Kathy tries to seduce Jim in his in his ho- uh, in his hotel room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, him, him, and Dwight kind of protect each other from the girls that are after them. <laughs> so good. The smug bedbug. Yeah. It's so good. Do you remember when Stanley was coming back to Scranton and he was on the shuttle and Jim tried talking to him and he said, "Leave me alone," with his smug on. No. I see. I missed a lot of the newer stuff. When you see that episode, that's how I was coming back to New York. Oh, okay. I wanted nobody to talk to me. Nice. Okay. Um, let me change the video in the in the stream real quick. Uh, what do we want to put on, Will? Sorry for those listening uh, through iTunes. Throw some Battle Tech on. Battle Tech. We have a request to do an episode on that, Dan. Definitely. Um, Battletech. Okay, I'm I'm gonna skip through the intro because I don't want to spoil it for myself. Oh yeah, uh, that's definitely one we will do an episode on. Oh, this is okay. There we go. All right, so Battletech. All right, so this is from Reefer, who says, Hey, guys, typing this up real quick at the end of my workday. 
Will, I'm really sorry. Your first game down at Amelie was such a stinker. Glad you got to check out the area, though. Tampa has really turned into a hockey town. For for whatever it's worth, if the Bolts win game four tonight and bring the series back even, I want both you and Dan to personally apologize for picking the Capitals to win it after just a game and a half. This is like the Devils series all over again. <laughs> How many times do the Bolts have to get to the Eastern Conference Finals in an eight-year span for you crazy Northerners to take them seriously? Is it five? Because they've gone four times in the last eight years. I expect this behavior from the team jumping Will, who couldn't even stick by the Rangers when they were just a game away from the Stanley Cup final a mere three years ago. But you, Dan, I'm hurt. Of course, (laughs) as you're reading this, we could easily be down in the game tonight. But my point stands. Never give up. Never surrender. I kid because I love. Uh, On this day in 1536, George Boleyn and the second Viscount of Rockford and four other men are executed for treason the same day that Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn's marriage is annulled. In 1792, the New York Stock Exchange was formed. In 1875, Aristides wins the first Kentucky Derby. In 1954, United States Supreme Court delivered a vital blow against systemic racism by handing down a unanimous decision in Brown versus Board of Education in Topeka, Kansas. And in 2004, the first legal same-sex marriages are performed in the United States in the state of Massachusetts. Never would have guessed that was Massachusetts. No, no. Uh, love you guys. Fuck Ovi. Haven't Russians had a good <laughs> enough year in D.C. without the Capitals performing well? <laughs> uh, oh, and Frostpunk was pretty good. That's my in-depth review. Okay, good stuff. Um, did we pick the Capitals? I felt like I, because I know I had picked the Tampa, but did we ultimately? Did I ultimately pick the Capitals? I, I don't remember. I, I it's possible. Yeah, I think we both picked okay. Washington because um, of the because of the momentum. I will say I loved Tampa Reefer. I thought it was a great area, and they are good hockey fans. Um. And I explained to him in the chat earlier today because he said he gave it to to me in the <laughs> in the <laughs> feedback. But what I've been doing this playoff is because I've been having a hard time predicting it. I've been picking the teams that I don't want to win the series to win the series, mm-hmm. and I've done that with Vegas every round, and I did it with Tampa. Um, I want a Vegas Tampa final because I think that would be bad for the NHL ratings, maybe but good for the game. Right. So that's yeah. what I, that's what I want. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my piece on it. I'm for me. I'm just bad at predicting. Uh, I told Will that I used up all my predict prediction juju, picking the capitals to beat the penguins. So oh, that's man. it. I'm going to get the rest of them wrong. I've picked against Vegas every single round and they're up two to one against Winnipeg. Now never would guess that I'm just bad at predicting. Pretty sure we scoffed and said, ah, it's five at five best. Games. Yep, five games. Winnipeg's just going to wipe the floor with them. Sure enough. Well, guess what? That is not the case. I will say, though, that game four for both series is going to really dictate the way the series goes. I don't think it. if like Vegas goes up 3-1, I don't think Winnipeg is done necessarily. And I don't think if Washington goes up 3-1, uh, Tampa's done. But I it's really tough to win three straight, but you know, with Tampa, they're so good that they can do it. So it's really hard anymore because I feel like the teams that are left are just so deep that any one of them could get it done. You know? Yeah. Even if you're down three games to one, I feel like any of those teams can do it. You know, they've all got good enough goaltending. They've all got good enough depth. 
speed, like you know, it's it's anything's possible. This this playoff has also proven to me that game to game momentum isn't a thing. Yeah, no, I, I, it's been a a terrible terrible playoffs to try and read. Yeah, like <laughs> at least for me, um, and it's just it's hard. It's hard to predict. It it really all, is. All teams losing a lot. The only one that's won at wild. home is the Vegas. Vegas, yeah, they're six and one at home in the playoffs. So that's the only <sighs> team that's that's won consistently at home. So that team, man. Yeah. So funny I, mean, to me. I mean, I know last game particularly, Flurry stole it. I didn't well, watch, but read. Well, what happened was. Vegas outplayed them pretty heavily for two periods, and then the third period, Winnipeg's like, uh oh, yeah, and they threw I think seventeen shots on goal on them in the third or something insane. Um, so it was one of those like panic efforts by Winnipeg. But Flurry's gonna three peat, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it'd be crazy. I did <laughs> two different teams, cup and one, cup and one. Yeah, seeing seem seeing more seeming like it's more and more plausible. So, Winnipeg in six. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so that's it for feedback. Uh, so thanks, Reefer and Alex. We're gonna do our game giveaway here. Dose, uh, right? Sorry, what? Dose or people writing in two people. Uh, yes, two. Yep. Sorry. I had a right. brain fart there. I also tried to meld languages. Uh, the winner is number one, and that is what, Alex? That's, that's Alex, yep. Schmalix, okay. Um, let's see here. Um, all the games. God dang it, Dan. What? All the games got separated again. Oh, I just fixed it. Two different why do, yeah. why do we have all the issues? <laughs> I don't know what's what's the dealio with that. Probably me being dumb. Uh, bookmarks toolbar. Where is it? I'm looking on my phone. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I uh, I don't know why it's doing this. <laughs> Ah, uh, all right. How are how are they split? So it goes from one to seventy six, and then one to ninety eight. Oh, I really, literally, just fixed that. Ooh, I will just, we'll, yeah. Go ahead. I was no. Go ahead. You first. We'll just, maybe we'll just add seventy six to or subtract seventy seventy six from. Whatever, whatever the number is. Or oh, add. oh man, math. Okay, seventy-six to ninety-eight. I have my handy no. dandy. No, do do. Oh, seventy-six plus ninety-eight. Yes, that's what you want to do. Right? Isn't that what we're doing? Yep. One seventy-four. Woo! One seventy-four. So it'd be the second from last game on the list. So. Not only are you going to get a free game, but you're also going to get a math lesson tonight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 39 is the first game. 39. And that is... 
Lethal League. Lethal League. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Alex won. I have to write Alex winning before I forget. Alex. And the first game is the Lethal League. Paste. Boom. Okay. Next. 162, Dan. 162. Now that's going to be. Hang on. I just lost the calculator. So what would we have? 174? Yes. 174. Minus, what was the what was the number? One sixty two. Or do I want to subtract? So is the game. The game is Puzzle Agent Two. Puzzle Agent Two. Okay, glad you figured I, it out. I uh, I'm in a thick of trig right now, so. Okay. Puzzle Agent Two. Puzzle Agent Two. Boom. Next. Fifty eight. This is the next one, and that is Chariot. Chariot. Not familiar. I want to say that this was a free game on Xbox at some point. Okay. Oh, God. 112, Dan. Oh, okay. So it's, it would be... 30... One... Yeah, it would be 112 minus 76. So it'd be 36 on the second list. Sanctum 2. Sanctum 2? Yep. Okay. And one more. One more roll here. 23. Wow, that was a kind ending roll. Yeah, straight up 23. Dark Heritage, Guardians of Hope. Okay. Not a great list. Yeah, sorry, Alex. Yeah. Um, so, Alex, your games are Lethal League, Puzzle Agent 2, Chariot, Sanctum 2, Dark Heritage, Guardians of Hope. Um, did Jake get his Strong Bad's cool game for Attracted People? Yes, yes, you can remove that. Okay. I'm pretty sure I took it off the list. Um, I sent out most of the games. Jake has has a selection that he's got to pick from. Yes, he does. Reyes, The Banner Saga, Galaxy, Stronghold Crusaders 2, Mythic Wonders, The Philosopher's Stone. Jake actually said I had he had feedback written out but forgot to hit send. Uh, and he said his next couple of weeks are crazy with his son graduating and leaving for base. And good luck to your son, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's cool. We wish him the best of luck. And yeah, whenever whenever you can tune back in. Yeah, it, you could send it and we'll read it next week if you want. It's, it's no biggie. Yeah, I'll no read big- it now, but we got it in the episode. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, any other thoughts, Will? No, really, got nothing. Okay. Aside for some uh, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll email Alex with the the games choices so he can pick from there. I'll wait till tomorrow. So hopefully he listens to the episode first and is surprised by his win instead of just getting an email from us tonight with it. Um, so I've been uh, real quick. I've been kind of tinkering with with our stream settings and stuff. I'm using a new streaming client. Um, I got it so that we get notifications now when we have a new follower or uh, twi- uh, tw- Twitch subscriptions. Um, so yeah, if if you have an Amazon Prime account uh, and also a Twitch account, you can connect those two and you get a free subscription with Twitch Prime. Uh, you can use that to subscribe to our channel with Twitch Prime. We are going to figure out subscriber benefits. Um, yes, I am streaming after, definitely. Okay. Uh, I haven't figured out what I'm going to stream, but I'm definitely going to stream something. Um, but yeah, if you want to help out the podcast without even spending a dime, you can just link your uh, thing. I keep meaning to post it on Twitter to, to link your 
uh, Twitch account with your Amazon Prime account and use your free subscription. Um, yeah, that that helps us without, like I said, needing to spend a dime, which is always the best way to do it. So, um, I think it's everything, right? I, I believe so. Yeah, like I said, me and Will are going to figure out subscriber benefits. We we haven't quite. I want to do maybe another a second game giveaway for subscribers. Uh, maybe at the end of an episode, I'll read off the subscriber lists. Uh, but don't feel like you need to subscribe if you don't want to. That's fine. It's not going to change anything for us. It just helps us. Yep. So. Uh, that'll do it for episode 356 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Yeah!